This week's episode is brought to you by, well, you, um, Patreon. We have a campaign. You, Brian Wade. <laughs> do we want to do this? Do we want to say some names of people? Oh, we. I, I think that might be an idea at some point. Yeah, let's do it. Nutritions are born. So if you want to be like a, a Brian Wade to enter that pantheon, it is just duckfeed.tv slash chip jar. There is a link to our Patreon um, uh, campaign. Just a couple dollars a month will get you some crazy cool uh, access, uh, things we are really proud of. And uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Once people became aware of their own frailty, they seized anybody they found undesirable, cursed or no, and impounded them here. Whoever posed even the slightest threat was removed, all so that they could sleep better at night. Some people would rather keep dreadful things out of sight, out of mind. So very typical of meek minds, don't you think? <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I am Phil Kohler. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. Yes, and this week we are talking about The Lost Bastille and Belfry Luna. Uh, all of that inclusive. I know the theory gets a little murky. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, as you heard, we're joined by, uh, by Phil Kohler of Polygon.com. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So you wrote the uh, the review for uh, for Dark Souls Two uh, that went up on Polygon. It was a re- it was a great review. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. Yeah. What was the uh, kind of like? What was the process like on playing that? For, oh man, for, for playing uh, playing Souls games for review is the. I, I mean, it's like simultaneously the most exciting and most stressful time of you know whenever those games come out, whatever year those games come out in for me, <laughs> um, because I've done I've reviewed. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Dark Souls Two. Now, um, Demon Souls and Dark Souls, I reviewed at uh, at Game Informer, where I was at before Polygon, um, and it's just such a like, you know, even when we get so like in this case, in the case of Dark Souls Two, we probably got it a good three weeks in advance of when the review had to be finished, hmm. which is you know far earlier than than a lot of games come in, so that's certainly appreciated. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't wait until the last second to send it out or anything but it's it's such a stressful like you're you're playing through these really difficult games um you have a very limited pool of people who you can talk to about it um mm-hmm. that is other reviewers and you know you don't have the like if i get stuck on a boss or if i um if i'm you know really trapped and don't know where to go in the game next there's not this huge pool of people on the internet to go to and figure out like um, even just to ask for hints, you know, <laughs> even just to be like, can you just like give me a shove in the right direction? Um, so it, it's very interesting. It's a very different experience from, from most reviews. Um, because talking to other people is such a major part of the Souls experience for me, um, reviewing a Souls game is one of those few things, few games where I'll make an exception. And usually I don't really talk to other reviewers mm-hmm. um, or people who are reviewing the same game as me. I don't really talk to them much while I'm reviewing it. Um, but in the case of Souls games, I end up usually talking to reviewers quite a bit just because that that's part of the, the joy of these games for me. It's um, 
it's figuring stuff out and sharing it with people and then hearing what they figured out and being like, what? You're kidding. There's a um, there's an Estes shard in the starting town. I had no clue. Uh, <laughs> and going back to get that. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting process playing those games for review. Yeah, you have your own uh, private uh, playground, like on the dark web. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's the other thing. There's, there's, there's not really there's yeah, on the plus side there's not really a lot in terms of invasions mm-hmm. when I'm playing it for review, but also there's not really much in terms of like getting help from people either. So it's kind of a uh give and take, I guess. If you dropped a summon sign, like you, you know, like would somebody pick you up or was it really just kind of like don't that's not even a concern? So technically, I think what we were playing or at least for part of the review process, servers were up. But there's so few people playing, um, and and you know the the restrictions in terms of who gets summoned and when in Dark Souls are so um, kind of hard to keep track of mm-hmm. uh, that I don't I, I think it would have been hard to uh, to make that happen without like working with somebody like having somebody on the phone and like working through like <laughs> okay I'm gonna drop my sign here right now um, like I don't think just randomly it would have happened. Sure. I did. I did run into you know like um, I did run into um, notes from people. Mm-hmm. Those were certainly showing up while we were playing for a review, but um, I, I didn't really do much in the way of summoning, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be kind of fun. It'd almost be like if you if you were to summon people or get summoned, you'd have a decent chance of knowing the person. <laughs> you know, not that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> it all know each other. Like right? a, yeah, like a prejudiced version of people who review games. Like, you know, you guys all know each other, right? But, you know, if it's yeah. a much smaller pool, there's, there's a good chance. Yeah. But yeah. in this case, like I said, it was uh, because because this is something where I seek out talking to people who are reviewing it. We actually got like an email thread going of probably uh, must have been around 20, 25 people who were reviewing it. Um, so, you know, it. it it would have been a good chance, I think, that like I don't know how many people they sent the game out to for review. I'm sure a lot more than that, but mm-hmm. I think I think there was a good chance that if anybody was summoned in or if someone invaded me, it's like this person's probably on that email thread, <laughs> mm-hmm. and everybody's just as stressed as you are. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What was what was the biggest um, biggest stress point where that made an impact? Like, what was the the biggest roadblock that you wish that you had either more summonable help or like access to a wiki? Oh God! Uh, this is a, so. This is not our, our topic for today, but I'll, I'll mention it. Um, Earth and Peak. Hmm. Um, can can I go into spo- I, like I don't know if you guys want me to spoil something for something you guys haven't talked about yet. It's fine. Our spoiler poly- policy is pretty fast and loose. Okay. Uh, the the boss of Earth and Peak uh, is a uh, the, the I guess it's the second boss technically. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in a giant pool of poison. Um, and all of the people reviewing it for, you know, there's probably a good two or three days where we were discussing this and nobody could figure out how you were supposed to withstand all that poison. Um, and there were a handful of people on the review team who are on this, not the team, the review thread, the review email thread who, uh, who just muscled their way through. They just brute forced and beat that boss without getting rid of the poison. Holy crap. But the whole time I was like, I, I couldn't hand like I couldn't make that work. Um, you know, I tried equipping different pieces of armor that gave me higher poison resist, and just nothing worked. And I was just like, there has to be a way to get rid of this poison. Um, so finally, I don't even remember who who on the thread figured it out. It sure wasn't me. Um, but finally, somebody <laughs> was like, hold on, 
you can you can burn this windmill and that gets rid of the poison. It was such a like such a huge relief because it was a, it was definitely that was the biggest like I was just up against that for um, you know, at least a day. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough thing. Like I I did the I got through it without the poison thing the first time um, mm-hmm. as well, and then felt you know like like boy this was I did this the, the dumb way, and just through just eating life gems like i got through it on my last attempt with no life gems left (laughs) i i that was essentially what i was trying um and i i probably did like four or five runs of that and the way that my character was built it just wasn't gonna work for me um so i think that's how the people who brute forced their way through did it as well though so it's you know certainly that's a possibility um (laughs) yeah you can do that it's maybe not the best the poison too yeah, I know. They've got <laughs> yeah. the NPC summon sign there. Um, yeah, and it, once it got re- it, it, the worst part was just like once I got rid of the poison, it was like that boss is so easy. It was just <laughs> such a like it was just one shot, no big problems, and I was I, I felt even worse because I was like I I've been stuck on this for so long, and it was such an easy boss. Now. In a in a weird way, it's like Mega Man X, where if you do the stages in a certain order, the boss arenas change the or the uh, the level. Uh, Sure. Geometry gets altered. Like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let, let's uh, let's jump in and talk to talk about uh, Lost Best Steel. But uh, yeah, just hearing about the review process because we were on a we were on a uh, um, time crunch to get this done as well. And uh, I sure. can imagine, you know, having uh, my job right on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, previously, uh, you know, last time we uh, swashbuckled our way through some mateys in No Man's Wharf. I'll stop that now. Uh, no, it, no, I won't. Next one has it too. Stowing away on the damned ship to be whisked away to a dark and foreboding fortress. So yeah, we did uh, No Man's Wharf, and uh, now we're here in uh, the Lost Bastille. Which guys, this it, it might not be the Undead Asylum, but it is an Undead Asylum. Certainly, it, it is an asylum for undead. <laughs> yes, some some blackbirds are black. <laughs> the uh, um, yeah, and this is where uh, King Vendrick, you know stuck people who had the curse because he was scared shitless. And one of the things I really love about uh, Dark Souls 2 is this idea of different kingdoms reacting different ways mm-hmm. to the curse. And that's one of the coolest things here is like he's he's terrified and uh, he just decides to lock them away. And it reminds me of, you know, it always happens in uh, in zombie fiction where like, you know, you don't uh, actually, you know, try to find a way to permanently eliminate I know you can't kill the the dark sign, but they could tie rocks to him and put him in, you know, Hades <laughs> or something. You know, you don't try to permanently get away get rid of them because maybe they're curable you know these are people are your family and your friends and everything they're just sick yeah so they're quarantined yeah you just put them in a barn exactly yeah yeah so like i I always so in my initial playthrough because you have to take a ship to get here and because uh you know it really is kind of on its own like sinner's rise is is it this is kind of like one of the first terminuses of a of, of a spoke that we've seen off of the main wheel um, I thought this was an island, but the but the map um, with the bonfires and stuff actually says that this is just further up the coast, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like an Alcatraz kind of situation. Yeah, that would that would make a kind of sense though. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a little bit strange. Yeah, In both ways you get here are uh, not through kind of landlocked means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but as we've said, space is you know kind of spacey wacy here. But uh, yeah, the, the the sense is really foreboding. It's kind of like uh, Latria and Demons a little bit. Like, aside from No Man's Wharf, which, uh, you know, plays on darkness specifically, I think this is one of the, like, the like the bleakest areas in the game. I, I don't know. I thought it looked a little romantic. 
Oh, like, yeah? like the moonlight and everything. Yeah. Like, I think this is like where you take a well, weird idea of romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, well, it's so pretty. <laughs> the, the uh, you know, the moon and, and, and just the kind of that perpetual post twilight. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, other than dark man coming up and shooting fire at you, it's very much a romantic place. Dark, so. dark, dark man. I'm afraid I don't, I don't get the reference. Uh, Alec Baldwin's dark man. Oh. That's what the, the guys look like. The, the jailers in this. Okay. Their, their bandaged face. The mummies? I call them yeah. mummies. Mummies? Yeah. Well, there's two. There's multiple mummies because there's the big mummies and little mummies. That's true. Yeah. You're mummies right. is grande. Mummies <laughs> is benito. Um, <clears throat> like, yeah, the big guys look like dark man to me. Yeah, I'll be damned. It does look like dark man. <laughs> but I'm old. So so I, that's probably why. I, I had no idea that uh, that Alec Baldwin played a, a superhero, I can only assume. In, in a Sam Raimi movie. Huh. Isn't that weird? Bizarre. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I guess I, I just... Alec Baldwin has become so much of a cartoon of himself now that, like, it's really hard <laughs> for me not to, like, like just see him either as, you know, the character from Glengarry Glen Ross or, uh, you know, just, you know, uh, what's his name from 30 Rock. Every terrible thing he does in real life is based on something from Dark Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's actually just stuck. <laughs> he's in a loop. He's, yeah, he's in a loop. He's practicing for Dark Man, too. Yeah, no, he inhabited the role too much. He was like Heath Ledger. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Um, So something we did like a while back, uh, you know, that, you know, makes sense to bring back when it's, you know, uh, applicable is kind of the thesis statement for every area. And I think this is so appropriate. But like if there was a thesis for this, it would be from all sides. Because there are multiple ways to get through. I'd say this is kind of the most Dark Souls one um area in the game in terms of like the way that it connects and kind of the the convolution of the of the flow of play and uh even more so than that like all of the combat in here you're almost never going to be one-on-one in fact down to the bosses Mm -hmm. it's all about you know crowd control right yeah yeah how uh, phil how did you get here like which way did you take to get to the bastille uh so i Definitely initially got here the, I, I guess, the quote-unquote correct way um, on the through No Man's Wharf and on the boat. Um, and then because I, because I had not um, managed to beat the uh, the Pursuer yet, um, I, I that was definitely a, a boss that, that took me a few tries and definitely had to leave and go do other stuff and come back leveled up. Um, but then when I got here, actually, pretty much immediately I got, I, I got to Lost Bastille went um and that was that was actually when i went back and and warped over to where um where the pursuer was and went back to going <laughs> against him so mm-hmm. it was basically i found both the entrances almost at the same time <laughs> Thinking, found, oh, I'll, go, I'll go here see if it takes me to someplace new yeah no oh, i was no. like i was like well i'll keep going along this path now um and then it just led me right back there and i was like oh <laughs> this place again yeah i guess i guess i need to keep going yeah. in here dark souls really wants me to beat this bastille yeah yeah so so i think that uh it's weird that we're calling it the normal way through no man's wharf because you literally have to go through two uh two other zones to get that i think yeah. i'm calling it normal because it's a boat and not a bird <laughs> and this is the less far-fetched way to get to yeah, and it, it also just seems like um, it seems to me like it's the way, in terms of leveling, 
that the the game wants you to go. Like it mm-hmm. seems like you're supposed to give up on. And maybe I'm just reading into this based off my experiences. But it seems like when you get to pursuer that you're supposed to not be able to beat him yet. Mm-hmm. Give up and go in that opposite path and eventually get here. And then going back to beat the pursuer and finding that that alternate route into Lost Bastille. Um, it almost seems more like a shortcut, right? Like it seems yeah. like you're you're cutting off parts of the the zone and making it easier for you to make your way through. It definitely puts you closer to uh, to the ruined sentinels. I think yeah. I think the no man's wharf way makes a little bit more sense too in terms of boss progression. Honestly, because I couldn't mm-hmm. see going from pursuer to ruined sentinels um, and even managing to survive. Honestly, because most people cite that is the hardest in the game. I think putting that buffer of, you know, the Dragon Rider and uh, Flexile Sentry, both of which are a little bit more vanilla than, than yeah. you know, that, um, makes a little bit more sense from a, prog- you know, yeah, a progression standpoint. Yeah, abso- absolutely. And in fact, one of the most common things I saw from people, one of the most common questions I saw popping up right after the game came out was a lot of people who did manage to beat Pursuer go directly here, get to Rune Sentinels, and we're just like, what do you do? I can't do anything. <laughs> and didn't even realize that, like, didn't even find the whole path to that uh, That eventually leads to No Man's Wharf. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah so that, that that's the path we're going to take. So it's going to get a little bit confusing, like, when we get to a place, we'll say, oh, and if you came from this other this other side, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll address that. But this is you know, one of the most non-linear areas in the game, um, in a game that kind of takes uh, a, a pretty linear approach once you get on those spokes. So, yeah. When you said it was um, the area most like Dark Souls 1 and all of the kind of pathing and everything, it almost seems to go further than that. Yeah. It's hard for me to think of a Dark Souls 1 area that is quite this, you know, looping back on itself with this quite this many entrances. Yeah. Do it, you know? It's very, very much that. Um, and But also, like, coming down to it, like, if I had to choose between arriving somewhere in the, the arms of a bird, like pretending to be an egg or like in a skeleton boat. Like I'm going to take that boat because yeah. now you get to see that sweet cutscene. the boat pulls up and then you're just left. And if you left the pyromancy flame, like I did, you're done with that. And uh, yeah, I like the way that it comes up. I also think, that, I mean, obviously that's the way kind of lore wise and thematically that undead are brought here. And uh, when you go that way, you're, you're brought into the, uh, yeah, the elevators and the, the holding cells as opposed to uh, just kind of non sequitur towers that are, you know, more like solitary confinement, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the connection of the uh, of the of the eagle to this area, the eagle and pursuer blah blah blah, if he is going after people with a curse, like, you know, maybe this is his way of getting people there. I don't know who he's serving, but it's tenuous and I haven't been able to think it through to a satisfying conclusion why you know what link the pursuer has to this area. Yeah. Yep, yep. But uh, mm-hmm. but but yeah, you you arrive and you go up this long ass uh, this long ass elevator uh, to get into this holding cell area, and uh, there's not much action for a little while. Like most of it is atmosphere up to this point. Yeah, you see the um, you come out of the uh, the elevator, and you you're in that room full of jail cells, and and you head up that kind of like just super long staircase, um, you know, just flanked flanked by cells, mm-hmm. and, uh, I and remember, coming out it's a huge moment. I remember being. Uh, hugely on edge here because um i had just gone through no man's wharf which i had had a lot of trouble getting through that area um just as i was learning it and uh and dealing with an area that was so dark for the first time and everything um mm-hmm. and uh and then i beat the the flexile sentry and i had all of these souls <laughs> um and i was just like there needs to be a bonfire right now <laughs> um yeah. so that whole time like 
the the atmosphere there worked incredibly well for me to build up this tension of just like I cannot deal with losing these souls. I need to get a bonfire. Um, and I was terrified that the game was going to throw an enemy at me before there was a bonfire and that it was going to be some enemy I'd never seen before and I was just going to screw it up and lose everything. In a way, it's really generous that they didn't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's. I'm thankful, but it, it really helped build that atmosphere of the area for me, just the sense of dread in that area. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting, too, because that's... Um, like something I imagine uh, kind of brought to you from or brought with you from Dark Souls One, because uh, Dark Souls Two is in general very uh, generous with that. Like not only is there a bonfire almost right away, but there are two bonfires <laughs> really, really close as soon as you leave here. Like the, the game is very generous with bonfires in almost every case, you know. And I had the, I had a very similar experience um, just because I was expecting like. You know, and also this area kind of recalled uh, New Londo to me a little bit, um, just because it was at night and there was sure. you know cliffs and uh and was just thinking oh like i'm probably gonna run into an area where there is not a bonfire or where it's very well hidden yeah. and uh and does that just never happen i don't necessarily think it's a, a problem with the game but i i you know i had that experience because of my my familiarity with dark souls one yeah See, seeing this kind of like dark area and you know if if you read it as foreboding instead of romantic like I, n- <laughs> now knowing how much they compromise the visuals for the final release i can't help but wonder what this would look like with the old lighting engine and that's going to be a theme that pops up you know every once in a while as soon as things get real dark um like with the old lighting engine with the with with the bonfire you know hidden off in that cell really have popped right mm. Like that would that would be really cool. I wonder if that's something they're going to be able to patch in. Yeah, or mod modders. Yeah, did you see the video of the guy? Uh, the the guy. I guess that's why I say a patch in mods. The guy who said, "Oh, let's simulate this," and so he turned the brightness all the way down, bumped the contrast, and then put a bunch of uh, orange cellophane over the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's there is a real mod. There is a real darkness mod hmm. um, that the guy did, and it's all right. Like it obviously does not look like the you know the the promotional footage. Yeah. But it, it does mean a torch is necessary just about everywhere. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. Just curious because that really would have changed the uh, changed the flow of play. <clears throat> but you get out into an area that's decidedly not dark. You know, you have this awesome view over the ocean, and uh, you're up in these ramparts, and you're going to spend uh, uh, you know most of this uh, area on on top of ramparts, wishing you could play the game Rampart. Um, but uh, mm. there's a, a Hades Knight right there, and uh, this is. Uh, less less advantageous footing to fight him on than back in the forest, but he's not surrounded by bad guys. True, as true. well. Like that one, if you accidentally aggro him, you're kind of doomed. Mm-hmm. This one, at least, it's a it's a duel. Yeah, true. And he's got the spear, so uh, I really like these guys. Like I, they 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 make me fight, you know, cautiously more so than I otherwise would. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you, you you kind of jump, you drop down into this uh, into this uh, courtyard. Where you meet uh, Dark Man and his and his friend Dark Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I, I really like that part too. Um, just from an approach perspective of like, you know, one of the one of the joys of the Dark of the Souls games in general for me is um, mastering the levels. Right, it's learning yeah. learning how everything works and then figuring out the perfect way through it. And that's one of those areas that you can really show off your mastery if you've if you've really learned that area, like dropping down from that ledge and just doing like a a falling stab onto that guy (laughs) and then just immediately taking those dogs out and like you can look real cool (laughs) in that or 
Um, as is much more likely your first few times through, it can look incredibly sloppy and you can probably <laughs> die a few times. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of dogs there and you can get overwhelmed uh, so uh, many between dogs. the dogs and that guy. Well, dogs go to jail too. <laughs> like all dogs go to heaven. Some dogs go to prison. Mm-hmm. So no dogs go to hell. That's how it works. All, all that I'm picturing is uh, Air Bud, <laughs> like prison ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like thrown out for violations. Yeah. Like, yeah, Airbud got fined. Yeah, Air, Air, Airbud, the penalty box. Yeah, <laughs> Airbud three. <laughs> you, um, you know they made a bunch of those where you did different sports, right? No, including I, including I think uh, skateboarding actually. Ooh, yeah. including uh, the the new one that they're working on is um, Airbud Air as a um, professional Dark Souls speed runner. That would be so awesome. That's how it ties back in. Dark Souls. <laughs> The, um, nice. I want it. The, uh, um, the, one of the, these, uh, these undead jailer guys that you run into here was one of my first instances of a very useful soapstone message because, uh, which I love calling them that even though there are no more soapstones. Um, but the, uh, uh, where it said, um, try beating to a pulp, but blocking, which is pretty much what, just what you need to do. Like <laughs> they're super slow. Just keep your shield up and hit them. And uh, and they're pretty manageable. Like they can, they have a couple of really surprising attacks, and they can dead angle you decently yeah. um, if you're trying to fish around in the back. And you can't backstab them for some reason, which is frustrating. Yeah. So it looks like you can, but is that a size yeah. class thing or? I think so, but they look like they're just kind of right on the edge. Yeah, you know, they're just a little bit bigger than you. Love their weapon. Is that wieldable? I didn't pull that up in my research. No, kind of that yeah. uh, pull arm uh, scythe kind of thing. The only useful thing they drop is a, a pyromancy, which is uh, kind of interesting anyway, because that's a you know it's rare for enemies to drop spells. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that like in uh, Final Fantasy IV when you get those summons, like imp, oh, yeah. you know, and it was just very strange and, and not that useful. Mm-hmm. Um, he drops a you know a, a not great pyromancy. Yeah, but, and, and they are pyromancers. It's, it's it's incredibly rare in my experience to get them to fire that honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, but they do they do do it if you're teasing them around. The nice thing is because they are so slow and the dogs are so fast, you can kind of kite around and separate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but for uh, sure. But again, crowd control management, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to find areas with lots more enemies. Uh, you know, relatively in relatively short order. Uh, <clears throat> there's a destructible wall over to one side that kind of leads to a dead end at this point. Uh, if we're playing this straight and we don't already have the antiquated key, it's just kind of a room with some swordsmen in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is your introduction to those that enemy, you know, if, you, if you're taking this way, which oh, is yeah. useful because you're gonna you know, you're gonna grow to dread those and recognize that like clinking mechanical <laughs> sound. I I thought for all the world that they were robots. Oh yeah, or like automata. Yeah, you thought, thought they were going robot. real steampunk with this? Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like game. Dark Souls really lost it. The, uh, well, my copy of Dark Souls came with a gear glued to the the front of it, so <laughs> See? I just assumed. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, the soap cog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these guys, I, I, I like the I like the swordsmen actually. So their their kind of lore thing is they were some of uh, um, I want to say Van Garl, but I know Ven- Vendrick's uh, best soldiers in the war against the giants. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they kind of hit you. They, you know, the, it's one of the only enemies you've seen so far that one hands a two handed sword, and they're really quick. It sounds like yeah. you had a lot of trouble with them, Gary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not so much. I can't. I actually am one of those weirdos that came the other way. Oh, yeah. Um I didn't come this way for a long time. I did uh Pursuer and then Ruin Sentinels. Um you know and came through that way. But the uh so my first introduction to them was actually a lot harsher. But if you're going the normal way, it would be useful because they're ramping them up. Yeah. Like you fight two of them and then you fight all of them. <laughs> so it goes from two to twenty 
and no points in between. Well, the thing that makes them sons of bitches is the uh, is the fact that they're almost always hiding around corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's always going to be more of them in an area than you can initially see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T- talking about it like oh, I came this way, I came that way. What it's bringing up actually is a little bit of uh, like Blight Town. Oh yeah, yeah, and I know that Blight Town is a special case because you had to have the master key uh, to do that, and you know it is definitely seen as. You know the the easy way is your you know your means of egress, uh, but uh, but that's that's a little bit of how it feels because you know there is that divide of like I came this way first or that way first. Yeah, yeah. But uh, heading out the other way, uh, you get into an, an area that kind of reminds me a little bit of another Dark Souls one area. This long hallway full of dogs that is kind of like the lower undead burg a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The run up to uh, to the Capra Demon. And uh, one of my favorite moments in the game. Anytime it gets into the destructible, uh, the, the, the destructible terrain, it's uh, it, it's real neat. You have that jailer that kicks the barrel down. If, if you're lucky, if he doesn't just set it on fire, <laughs> which he does all the time, <laughs> and you have to go back to a bonfire to respawn it. Oh yeah. Which, if you're coming from the other way, you can't get back to that bonfire. You oh, have yeah. to uh, homeward bone back. So mm-hmm. that took me a bunch of tries. I realized the the trick was to pull him. Like you have to actually get him away from the barrel. You know, I don't mm. care what you do. Just leave that barrel alone so I can use it and yeah. I can kick it down. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Did, uh, yeah. did, did you run into that, Phil? Uh, I didn't find, I didn't find that, uh, that, that area that that opens up for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly the, the approach or, or how it was that I finally stumbled across it, but it took longer than, than it should have, <laughs> let's say. Well, it gives you two ways to get in because there's a door that opens with the uh, the Bastille key right there. Um, so yeah, if you right. remember, like, oh, there's a there's a locked door here, um, and you just come back later thinking, I probably in one of the ten keys that I picked up that I can't read the description of, um, <laughs> I'll probably be able to open this up. So, yeah. And there's not much you can do in there right now. It's an interesting NPC insofar as he's like a mirror of the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the giant blacksmith? Hmm. Yeah. It's actually like pretty. If you get in at this point, it's useful not so much because of what the NPC can do for you, but because of all the treasures in his room. Ah, true. Like he's got a bunch of large titanite and and regular titanite, mm-hmm. and there and you're, and you're hungry for that stuff. And you've got it here. I didn't figure this out until literally like three days ago. How to get him <laughs> to get off the chest, yeah. um, which, which is he, and he gives you a really blatant hint. You know? <laughs> Loves fire. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you do that, you get a, a pretty decent weapon and a twinkling titanite, which I think this is the first one you have access to in the game. Yeah, I think that's correct, probably. Yeah. Oh. Even up to this point, is there anything you can you can upgrade with a twinkling titanite? Um, like depending on which way you go. Sure. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. When uh, I'm trying to think, when do you, when do you get the? I guess if you if you fight pursuer, isn't that where you get the Dranglick set? Hmm. Mm, yeah. And the Dranglick sword is definitely Twinkling Titanite. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. There's yep. that at least. Because I, I used that sword for a long time my first playthrough, so that's why I remember. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's it's nice to have anyway. Like when you're like, you know, you don't get discouraged when you go and try and upgrade your weapon. I always get like a little bummed out when I don't know that a weapon requires a special kind of Titanite. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, you know, especially when you get, uh, I guess you know, it with boss boss soul items, you're going to need the uh, the petrified dragon bone. But I haven't done any um, like in the the as much as I've played the game, I haven't used any boss soul items. Mm-hmm. So I always end every every game with like twelve petrified dragon bones and nothing to do with them. <laughs> so I 
give those to a, to a special playthrough or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I ever run into anybody, I should gift them. Yeah. Huh. I'm in a I'm in a weird I'm in a weird spot because I would like to switch over to the PC version for my uh, for for my playthrough for the show. However, I like my character on there so much uh, <laughs> that I have right now, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the old whip again as easily mm. as I got it. It's. So. Uh, do you want to know a pro tip for getting the old whip? Sure. Um, grab the bonfire ascetic mm-hmm. as your first item, um, and then kindle it. And then the place where you got a small, smooth, and silky stone actually becomes three regular. Smooth and silky stones. Oh, so it gets you more uh, gets you more chances. You get three chances yeah. at a better rate than one chance at a really low rate. Oh, so it took me twice. I did it in two two runs. So for whip fest. Yep, for whip fest. Yep. Now on YouTube, whip fest. <laughs> whip fest. Yeah, um, but uh, McDuff is. Uh, I can't figure out if it's an animation error or if it's. Uh, if it is a, uh, you know, intentionally just showing him having lost his mind, that he hammers the thin air in front of him. I, I bet you it's not an animation air. Okay. I bet, you, I bet you it's just him going through these muscle memories because he's really like, there's not too much to him. Yeah, he's pretty right? far gone. Yeah, he's just, he's yeah. just a nut. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely took that as like um, being on purpose as well. Yeah. What do you guys think of the new, uh, the new upgrade path? Like the way that they handle uh, infusions as opposed to uh, picking up specific embers? To be honest, um, I didn't even mess around with it much on my first playthrough. Um, so I've always been, and, and this is partially because when I played Demon Souls, I actually did magic focused. Um, I've always been slightly mystified and terrified of, of the crafting in Dark Souls. Because um, <laughs> it's it's deep, it's scary, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, <laughs> and I always, I inevitably am going to end up screwing up my weapon somehow. Um so this was actually uh, Dark Souls Two was the first Souls game where I got really into, um, really into the crafting, but I never really got to the point. Um, and and part of it is, um, I I don't think I found an ember until very late in the game. Like, because where, where does the first ember show up? Is it? Um, I I think it's just in the, the iron. One. Yeah, there's just one. And it's in the uh, the iron keep. Yeah, so that's that's yeah, that is the one I found. That's correct. And Iron Keep was the last path that I went down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at that point I was already like so far onto the like, um, like I'm just going again playing this for review. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm I'm head first going straight forward to the end game. Um, that I just ended up not even really messing with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's much friendlier. Like if this is your first, if you're, if this mm-hmm. is your first time really jumping into it, Dark Souls One kind of obfuscated it a lot. On on the on the, so I mentioned um, before we went on the air, I'm doing a, a playthrough on PC right now that I'm mm-hmm. streaming. I'm planning to get much more into it in that playthrough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's d- definitely the sense that I've gotten from what I've read about it thus far. Mm-hmm. Is it seems a little bit more uh, approachable, let's say. Yeah, well, it separates uh, it separates like your plus one, plus two, plus three from the actual uh, from the elemental modifier. So you can upgrade to a plus ten weapon and then you know kind of change out the uh, the, the the element on top of it, or you know mm-hmm. the, like what you want it to scale by. Yeah, they they kind of brought back that Demon Souls uh, bit of having the weirdo items. Yeah, you know, like having like a bleed weapon or a poison weapon or a mundane, which I didn't figure out until you know very very recently. Is that a weird upgrade path? Is that the quality analog or it's uh it is it scales with your lowest stat <laughs> and you build around having all your stats equal. 
So then okay. it scales. It's like descaling with 10, sc- 10 stats and it ends up being really powerful. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a weird, like, it's so specific. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's McDuff. He won't be useful until you uh, until you come back much later, um, and he can kind of you know, leave from there. You have a that that, that bonfire is kind of handy, except there you're surrounded by dogs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> only handy if you're going right to McDuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you go up to a parapet, and it's really just a, a long walk of jailers and uh, and uh, swordsmen and such. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And end up at a, a tower with a Lucatiel. Mm-hmm. So kind of canonically, this is the second time we've run into her and get a little bit more of her story. I think we'll probably sum her up a little bit more um, a little bit later. Yeah. We have her full story. Yeah. Um, but she is opening up to you mm-hmm. a bit here. Yeah. Like every time you see her, she gives you like a little item and just kind of is uh, is less like, oh, I'm I'm a loner, daddy, a rebel. Um, right. Right. And right. Uh, she, you know, uh, it's weird because she shows up here, but you can't summon her until sinners rise. Right. In, in the worst summon location in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, yes. Yeah. Yep. The, the most frustrating uh, summon to try to keep alive. Mm-hmm. I actually learned a, a pro, like something about that, too. Um, in order to uh, to complete her quest, if you want to do it that way, you can kind of cheese it with Bonfire Aesthetics as well and just mm-hmm. have her help you with the Fluxile three times. And that'll do it, too. Oh. Yeah, I'd heard that as well. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cheating, but it's kind of a bullshit you know, system anyway. Kind of like it's so hard quest. to keep her alive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you find her there, and this is kind of the intersection point between the two uh, between the two paths. You know, like the two pathways in. Um, so why don't we take a t- take a moment to discuss what happens if you come in from the other side? Yeah. Yeah. And the the tower apart. Yes. Which is a which is an awesome name. Yeah. I love some yeah. of those like DVD chapter names. Uh, some of those places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it gives you good access to two really useful items. You get the uh, this, the covetous silver serpent ring um, over here if you do a little bit of parkour. Um, there are a lot of instances in Dark Souls 2, even more so than Dark Souls 1, where if you, you know, kind of have a little bit of proficiency over the way things, you know, over the way your movement goes, you feel a little bit like it's an Assassin's Creed game, except an incredibly, <laughs> you know clunky controlling one like like not intended to but if you break it and if you get into that flow you're kind of impressed by like oh did i actually do that you can you can definitely pull off some stuff yeah you know like that that definitely feels that way the aforementioned drop onto the jailers yeah my my problem is like i i I do feel great when i pull that stuff off but 90 percent of the time i just screw it up and like fall into a pit and die Mm -hmm. even now even even having played you know whatever 80 hours of it or 100 hours of it it's just i can't i can't get it it's like oh, i'm gonna do this jump i'm gonna do this nope i rolled off hmm. <laughs> oh well and that's a that's more of a problem on this side of the on the side of the best deal because it suffered more damage too like the like mm-hmm. the footing is, is is a lot less sure um up to and including a uh a, a gaping hole by these two items and also uh oh wait the door to nowhere is a little bit later yeah, I love that. I love that weirdo <laughs> shortcut. Like you, you, you realize that's a shortcut, right? What? That's a way, that's a way to get it's in. It's a shortcut. The I just discovered this. Yeah, literally, uh, like last week when I was streaming, uh, one of my stream guests pointed it out, and I was blown away. And then I managed to to use it correctly once and realized that they weren't lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, Go ahead. Or I was gonna say, yeah, it, it's really counterintuitive and risky, but you you run from behind it, 
and you just run off the ledge and just land where that door is if you opened it first. Wait a minute, run from behind it? Yeah, there's like a little uh, offshoot of the um, the path that is full of uh, undead jailers and dogs that after mm-hmm. McDuff's. Yeah. You can kind of go to your right, and there's just an item and a dog there, but if you look... It's, for one thing, it's kind of a sniper spot where you can take out some of the uh, soldiers. Yeah, there's a there's a soldier like waiting back there. It's a soldier yeah. or a dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a dog there, but you can see a soldier in this uh, this room with the ambush. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, also, if you run off that ledge, you and if you just you don't jump, just run forward, you will <laughs> land in that little door. <laughs> and it's kind of an alt. If you haven't done the uh, the tower apart, it's kind of a shortcut for the boss run from McDuff's. Right. So it's it's basically the last crusade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, I don't know if I'd have the. I mean, I'll probably go do it after we get off here tonight. But it it is weird. Like the utility of it is weird. Uh huh. Like because it's it feels really risky, and you land right in the middle of you know Royal Soldier Town, mm-hmm. USA. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, but it puts you like right within a spitting distance of the ladder up. Yeah. So that makes the that makes the lower floor of that building make a lot more sense to me now. Yeah. Huh. And they say this game doesn't have shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's got two. That's <laughs> yeah, got that. But, hey, yeah. I, just, I just thought of something. Have either of you guys managed to get that when you're coming up from McDuff's? On the left wall, there's an item up there. Do either of you guys know what that is or how to even begin to get up there? Are, are you talking about the like the crazy little railway parkour that you have to do to get up to the top of Lucatiel's, uh Lucatiel's Tower? No, it's way it's way before that. If you're coming yeah. from McDuff's, it's on the wall to your left. Like if you're you're walking up those stairs, there's a wall to your left, and there's yeah. a corpse up there with an item. No, I have no. I, I don't think I've even seen it. Yeah, like next time you're there, look up and then see if you can. If anyone's listening and knows how to get there, please yeah. write in because I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I I haven't got there. Maybe if you get blown up in that little death room, it sends you you sends you bodily that way i have no hmm. idea but um yeah you get that antiquated key and it, it lets you get into that uh that church from back you know way back at before i'm not sure how you would approach it if you just strictly came from this side but you guys want to head over there for a second yeah yeah, yeah sure. it's, it's gonna be a, it's yeah. gonna be a goofy goofy approach but <laughs> yeah. let's take it let's take it so you'll remember back about mm, about the 12 minute mark of this uh podcast we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned the uh um, little broken planks that you could go into, and there's that locked door with the the door to nowhere. Um, yeah, not the door to nowhere. That was from what we just talked about. No, but uh, you can unlock that and get into uh, kind of this nice little like uh, church uh, front playground area with a well, and you know, yeah, the the well that is to trick you. Like if you found the Estes shard in Majula, <laughs> you do the same thing, and instead it's just a bunch of dudes <laughs> jumping you. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Um, are these the swordsmen or are these the uh, are these the uh, um, explodey dudes? There's the, they're the exploding mummies. There's <laughs> a game of skeleton tornadoes and exploding mummies. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did these get you guys, Phil? I uh, the the exploding mummies are the worst thing in the world. That <laughs> uh, they're they're and they they recur. Later in the game, mm-hmm. they they come back in other areas and like never failed to cause me problems. Oh, they're they're, they're in different flavors too. So these ones That's are right, uh, yeah. petrify, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is the worst flavor? I guess actually the the uh, corroding your equipment <laughs> yeah. is my least annoying. That's the worst. Fa- yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> awful. Oh, fortunately, I I, did, I ran that area so many times I just remembered where they all were. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here they uh they they come out of the scenery quite literally. Um man, and they do that jump at you and it's like such a such a blast radius. I I think that it's it might be the furthest you get knocked actually. The, I, yeah, I, it's very it's very similar to the um the baseball swing of the uh the turtle knights. They'll they'll do a to a oh, similar thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just go ragdoll. The uh this is a cool area to run into them, but I love when you run into them in the uh the winery that we're going to end up later because of all the destructible environments mm-hmm. with them like when they run and dive and knock you back while also like knock you through a bunch <laughs> of barrels. Like it's something that like Dark Souls doesn't really do. No. You know, there's more of that kind of like destructible crates and stuff around where enemies are mm-hmm. in this game and uh it looks really neat. Like when it works, you get some really really cool kind of uh spur of the moment set piece stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, I was real frustrated because I love the Wanderer set. I feel like that has a really good, uh, really good stats per uh, per weight. Mm-hmm. And in my first playthrough, I uh, the, the, these guys caught me by surprise, and uh, I couldn't get them to come back, so I lost that set forever. Yep, and it's a good set if you're going light. Yeah, womp womp. But uh, you get into this church, and uh, you get what what I initially thought was one of the worst Pharos locations but might be the best if you're trying to sequence break. Yeah. The, the weird thing, the ruin sentinels are optional, mm-hmm. which is, which is odd because it doesn't seem like they are, but this is how you do it. I, I actually had no idea about this until just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it's, it's neat. And there's also like, I feel like there's something Lori going on. Lori, there's something, um, <laughs> there's something a bit prim about this area and I don't know what it is basically because of the statues in this room. Yeah, yeah, they're like holding a sword, and it looks like they're bundling something. Yeah, I, I didn't have the binoculars when I was playing this area, so I, I couldn't get a look at their faces. And it might be too dark to see the face as well. What if what if you got out the binoculars and looked at them, and they were Cole's face, <laughs> like there, like that's how they put you in the game as a secret tribute. <laughs> feel you like never a, know. Feel like a badass. Yep. Uh, I, I I must have told this story before, but you remember Metal Gear Solid Two? Mm-hmm. Um, how way at the beginning you input your name, um, and then nothing happens with that for a good, good long while, and you forget that you input your name, and in the final CGI cutscene or the final like in in engine cutscene, uh, Raiden pulls out his dog tag and reveals his real name, and it's whatever you put on whatever you put in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that they put my name in the game. I was like, wait a minute, why would they put? That's a weird spelling. Why is his name my name? I was like, and granted, at this time I was fourteen. Yeah, we're, so, we're, the, like I think the last time you you told that story too. I I'm not saying it just to one up you, but with with my name and doing the the Vault One Hundred Eight in uh, Fallout Three. Oh yeah. It was really fun when you're, you know, I'm going through the vault and all of a sudden just people from everywhere are whispering my name <laughs> and uh, also a fairly unusual name. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, kind of messes with you. So if you have a connect, it maps your face and yeah. uh, then, <laughs> then it puts it in. It's kind of like into our, uh, in uh, Tiger Woods golf where you can put your own face or balls on a golfer. Yeah, they don't have connects, cool. Um, <laughs> Nobody has connects. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft took them away from you. Nobody will ever have a connect now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but the the lockstone is cool. You get a bunch of items here, oh, none yeah. of which I've used. <laughs> um, like well, I want to play with the twin blade; they look cool, but I've never yeah. kind of done a build for them. Neither have I. They seem really uh, they seem really specialized, as do all the items that you find here. Um, but uh, like, it does twin blade come with built in power stancing? Um, not built in. It has a different move set when you're two handing it. Mm. 
Okay. So it's it's yeah, it's more about that. Like I think you can power stance it if you hold two of them one handed. <laughs> but I think they just act like short swords then, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, then you just so, you just come across like somebody from the Star Wars extended universe. Like double wharf. <laughs> the um but the yeah, it, it it hits a bunch. So I guess they're mm-hmm. supposed to be really good if you poison them. Yeah. Uh, because each uh, each attack hits multiple times. And does the does the build up. Yep. Yeah. So I can't think of a lore, lore reason why why any of this would be here. Maybe they confiscate <laughs> everything it's like the skateboard room at the police station <laughs> you just know they're using my twin blade two seconds later stupid yeah. jailers <laughs> oh they already have those pole arms yeah yeah not twin pole arms yeah but uh but yeah you get to oh man twin pole arms <laughs> to, 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 to the blue printery uh yeah uh, <laughs> but uh you also get a soul vessel here if you use this which uh it's probably the second one you've gotten, unless they patch it and you know items get itemy. Why me? Why to me? What? <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, they get itemy w itemy. Yes. The um no, it's still there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let's continue back. Yeah. Okay. Back to the critical <laughs> path. <laughs> if you, if you end up not using this to skip the ruins, uh, sentinels, you'll walk into uh, a, a nest of these swordsman guys. Which uh, this was a wall for me for a while. Because I was too. I was playing with a caster, and there's just no you don't have any access to AOE, yeah. Um, until until much later, and it sounds it sounds like you had the same the same situation, Phil. Yeah, no, I I mean I wasn't playing as a caster, but I absolutely um had trouble with this area and uh, with just the the you know we talked about earlier about how um the Lost Bastille in general um puts you against uh. A lot. Of, I think this is something Dark Souls Two more than Dark Souls One in general does. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of encounters against large groups of enemies yeah. instead of a, a lot more areas where you have to figure out um, instead of just figuring out how do I take on this one guy, it's how do I take on this these four guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the the sheer number that you're up against here, um, and it, it took me a while to figure out how like the the best way to like slowly pull small groups of them <laughs> but I, I, even then like you, you take one step into this room and like you yep. w- you walk back out and there are like four or five on your tail it's almost absurd i, I had some luck opening the door letting one out and closing the door <laughs> which is a very funny tactic in a real wow. life like if you're actually <laughs> yeah. fighting um and if, and if you can if you can even swing it by one or two it makes a big difference mm-hmm. Like I was only able to trick two of them into coming out, but I'm, you know, with the one I had killed from behind, um, from that shortcut path. You know, doors just know. keep honest, hollows honest. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But uh, this is one of the areas. So I had a, I had a shitload of trouble with the uh, with the ruined sentinels. So I perfected the run to uh, to drop down um, into the bottom floor and then climb up the uh, climb up the ladder uh, because going the way with the with with the door would just be hell. Um, but uh, yeah. You can kind of climb through all this and get up to that long hallway with the uh, um, with the fog gate. It's tricky though because if you do that, then um, you don't you can't stop and summon anyone. So doing the run up is kind of uh, resigning yourself to fighting alone. I never found that to be the case. Actually, I, I never had any of them climb up the uh, climb up the ladder. The ones from the room would always come to me. Hmm. They're the one from the hallway, rather. Yeah, I never I never had that. Oh. They, they, they would just uh, stand and blissfully look the other way, and by the time I summoned, uh, you know, Pilgrim Belclair or whoever, they, you know, she would just go and take them out because yeah. she had the she had the magic. Yep, she's got the magic stick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So ruin sentinels. 
So, again, from all sides, and like Phil said, they're doing that much more in this. Like, in Dark Souls 1, there was just kind of the, the gargoyles, and that was it, where you had more than one thing to deal with. Oh, and Ornstein and Smo. <laughs> uh, but this time, well, you know, why not? We're not going to hit you with two. We're going to hit you with three, like, right out the gate. Well, kind of not right out the gate, which is kind of, you know, it, it can be if you, if you, you know, the first time, like, I immediately I was like, I need more room to move around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump off this thing. And that, that's exactly the wrong thing to do. Um, but if you can stay up there, you end up fighting two at a time. But it's still, like, super tough. Yeah. Um, it also be noted how good the music is for these guys. Mm-hmm. As well so as I, music tracks. Yeah. I've been told, and I was not able to confirm this, um, a, a big turning point for me in this fight was, was you know, just that initial realization of, like, well, I can take out the first one up here, and I at least get rid of that one, and then I can drop down and do the, the other two. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been told by somebody that if you stay up there... Um, because then then one of them comes over and jumps up there, but that you can fight them one by one. The the third one will jump up. So that's what I, I thought, but yeah, I, I, somebody, I mean, somebody was telling me that it was one by one. I, I don't know. It, it's totally possible it happened. You know, in their experience, like the AI did something different. You know, or something like that. I've always had the uh, the third one jump up. But you, um. Yeah, and I the the big thing for me too is I didn't find the NPC summon for this, um, and I think that NPC summon helps a lot in this fight. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. She's a little bit less helpful if you are a caster, sure. Which was my experience the first time around, but uh, she is an excellent distraction um, if you are any kind of melee uh, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know my experience trying to keep them apart you know i would try and get the the first one down as low as possible however it would always fall off and i would have to go down to finish it off if you if you wait it'll jump back up Hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess i always got impatient i didn't want them to <laughs> I, I didn't know if there was gonna like there, there are three why not six why not seven <laughs> I, I love uh, the glimpse when i was first fighting the the first one which is not like he's tough but he and he does a lot of stamina uh, stamina damage yeah. to your shield um but I love fighting him, and then when I saw the other one out of the corner of my eye in the back, like I saw the three health bars, so I knew there were three. But then watching the other ones just watch from the uh, the kind of ledges, the the initial fight was really cool. Like that was a great mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have names too, which is which is really bizarre. Like that they, they don't show up as the Ruin Sentinels. They are Gahim, Alessia, and Ricci. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's not like these are the only ones in the game either. No, <laughs> we're gonna no. run into dozens more. Yeah. And they, they don't get yeah. names. I love the design on these guys too. Oh yeah, yeah, like this spindly, like way too, uh, like it doesn't look, it look like their legs should be able to support them. And in mm-hmm. fact, they aren't bodies; they're just armor, armor that are possessed by souls. And one of the coolest touches too, like uh, when you, I realized that, or when you, if you kind of know this in 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 retrospect, mm-hmm. um, if you hit them with a blunt weapon, they make a hollow sound. Yeah, like uh, speedrunners use maces when they're doing the um, the actual speedrun, not the all bosses one, mm-hmm. and it makes this like chunk 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 when your power stands in clubs. That's like really satisfying and sounds yeah. like hitting drums. <laughs> so, oh man, you could make a slave ship go real fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty proud. Uh, I wish I was streaming at the time. I get I, I stopped doing my streams because I get performance anxiety, and mm. I do real shitty. Sure. So when I'm not streaming, I can be competent. When I am streaming and the world is watching, 
I just I, I, I eat crap. However, um, I got this in one shot, which was a marked improvement uh, compared to kind of my first go around. And, mm-hmm. you know, continuing to underline for me how much more viable um, melee is than casting um, in this, you know, in this particular iteration here. Yeah, or at least at this point in the game. Uh, true. Like casting becomes ridiculous, but it's not sure. quite there yet. <laughs> if, if you take hexes for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah hexes yeah. for the win. <laughs> Boy, so you, somebody shoot me. <laughs> hexes for the win. For the I, meant, win. I meant, yeah, whoops. <laughs> wow. What did I do? Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, Phil, I'm sorry. That's, that's grim. We've never met before today. That's like 10% of what you know about me. Me saying that. Total accident. Oh. Listen, uh. I've got to go. All right. All right. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> well, fuck. Show's over, guys. All right, Cole and Phil, you guys can do the rest of the season. We'll see you next week. I'm going to go week. commit pod seppuku. Ugh, for um, the win. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what happened. What happened? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Patreon's gonna plummet. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. People are donating negative. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Get, I have to give them money now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is funny. Mm. But uh, but yeah, uh, these guys are great. Um, I don't know. I felt pretty good having taken them down on one, but still, it was a very conservative fight. Um, yeah. yeah. It, t- it takes a long time. It's a tough fight. I love that helicopter move. <laughs> Like that is so funny and goofy and and really cool and looks like a hammer throw from you know the Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the the shield throw because you have a really good chance of not seeing it. You know, it happens. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and it sticks in the wall too. Like mm-hmm. like after they die, it'll just be wall wall wall. It's know, very cool. Vibrating, uh, stuck into the wall. This episode is brought to you by Abject Suffering. It is another show we do on this network, and it is nominally about bad games. Mm-hmm. Or good games. <laughs> or Good, good games or that games are considered that, to be bad. Yeah, games are considered to be bad, or really just games that people suggest. Yeah. And they're suggesting them in the way that, like, um, people in an improv audience are like, you know, Starbucks in San Francisco. <laughs> you know, Pequod's mom. Kumquat. Yeah, Kumquat. <laughs> Queequeg's dog, you know, like, uh, like people are doing that. It doesn't really, it's not really about anything. No. So. Oh, but it is consistently one of the most fun things we record. Yeah, it's super fun. We like it. And because of people at Patreon, at our, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash feed TV, we were able to take the show weekly. Yeah. So there's never been a better time than to, to go back and listen to the Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City episode <laughs> and then stay current. With it. <laughs> because that's all you need to listen to before yeah. now. That primes you. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, we all the backstory out. Yeah, I found the Barney Harvest just... episode. Honestly, that, that is a good episode. Yeah. Like, uh, I, 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 I like almost every episode of that show. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's very good. And you'll never know which ones I don't like unless you listen, <laughs> and then you can guess. Send us a message and yeah. see if you can guess which one is the the ones I don't like. <laughs> Hint: I don't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so that's two things. That is uh, duckfeed.tv slash uh, suffering to hear us talk about whatever we want. And uh, our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. And uh, yeah, you have kind of the run of this big area. I didn't realize. So the, 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 the door by the ladder that's kind of like busted in, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you can't go through. Uh, you see the other side of that door here. 
Mm-hmm. Again, anytime we can call in uh, where the geometry interconnects is uh, is is pretty cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can kind of head up. There's a, there's a a secret room with hush there. There are, there are five secret rooms. <clears throat> Wait, what? Five? Yeah, it's the it's the greatest concentration of secret rooms in any Souls yeah, games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I also didn't realize this until I was streaming it, and uh, this is another thing that some somebody I was streaming with mentioned it, and I was like, "Are you are you serious?" and and then went around and basically was just hitting the wall across the whole thing to find all of them. Mm-hmm. In in mm-hmm. in your Souls adventures, Phil, did you ever play the uh, the the Kingsfield games at all? I, I have played a little bit. Okay, yeah. The, just, just, a, just a teensy bit. It, it's it feels so Kingsfieldy. Just like the the, the the I I wouldn't have gone up. There's just one spot where they're like, oh, there might be a hidden wall here, and I guess people hadn't been soapstoning, so it wasn't like, hey, press X here. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, five. Like, do, do you get anything good aside from Hush? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not that worth it. Like, yeah, yeah. you you get some stuff. You get Hush. You get. I, um, well, I want to say one of them is even empty. Yeah, yeah, one, one like, of them is well, definitely an empty room. Really? <laughs> what's uh, what's interesting too um, is that the ruined sentinels can actually smash a chest from outside the secret room. Oh, like I I opened one and there was a busted chest with rubbish in it, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I went and uh, wasted an ascetic because I, I was curious. Mm-hmm. Fought the ruined sentinels again, and it's like a target <laughs> shield. <laughs> great. Like, oh, great. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gavlin can eat this for fifty souls. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you make this awesome ascent up through a bunch of these, a uh, bunch of these uh, ruptured hollows. The, the the bomb guys again, incredibly high concentration of this one particular kind of enemy. That uh, for me, like before, I learned to be really cautious around them. Led to like one of them knocking me into the other, knocking me into the other until I died. Mm. Yeah, but uh, this is where that awesome uh, wine cellar uh, kind of kind of area is. I, I love the uh, the sound these things make. <laughs> Like knocking mm-hmm. sound, it's like the uh, Dark Souls two equivalent of the sound the Basilisks made. Mm. You know, sure. like oh, those things are around. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you work your way all the way up, and you find Strayed, uh, who is fantastic. He is one of the most lore-rich and dense kind of uh, kind of NPCs. Yeah, Strayed's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you have to have a, a fragrant branch of yore to, to unlock him, which you probably don't have. No. At this point. Where uh, where do you get the first one? I know you get a couple. But... Um, you can get one in the Black Gulch. Um, you get one for killing the Lost Center. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the first one I think yeah. that I ran into. Yeah, that's the first one I got for sure. Yeah. And then uh, two in uh, Harvest Valley. Okay. So I think those are the ones you can get. Yeah. So you can use it here or you can uh, use it to open up the Shaded Woods. But uh, it really just depends on do you want to see more game or do you want to have somebody insult you for not being intelligent enough yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and even if you are intelligent oh yeah like like you can go up to this guy and talk to him with 50 intelligence and like you know you you ignoramus like, i need you? souls you fool souls yeah, what are you talking about i'm so smart <laughs> i'm 50 worth of smart yeah i'm 50 um, smart <laughs> my, my i'm 50 smart 50. and 15 decks what are you talking about um yeah <laughs> But uh, this is, again, talking about kingdoms on top of kingdoms, um, mm-hmm. saying, Drain Lake, I've never heard this name. Is that what they're calling this place now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He does the Dark Souls sinister laugh yeah. pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, and he's he's really uh, kind of ties into the whole idea. You know, you're learning it from multiple NBCs that kingdoms keep rising and falling. And that's uh, thematically you know, so important to this game. 
you know, the, this idea of the cycle and the circle and, uh, you know, with the, the ember, which we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, it is a fading ember. Maybe that's actually its natural state. Mm-hmm. You know, things keep going back to this, uh, you know, kind of spot of chaos in between different ages. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always going to end up back here. It's kind of point for drama. Yeah. Or you're always going to play the game at this point in the fall. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. The autumn of kingdoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah, but he also makes specific reference to uh to pyromancy and the ancient witch of fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the like one of the first I think outside of Sweet Shockwar, um the, the the only real reference to kind of the old pantheon that you're gonna get. It's one of the first ones for sure. Yeah, definitely. So let me let me ask you guys this, and I, I apologize if this has come up in previous episodes, but this is something that I've been talking about as I stream my my playthrough on PC, um, and as uh, a lot of my friends who I'm streaming with finish the game, um, and and we're trying to work through you know the lore and and what's the what's going on because it's all so uh, so subtle and you kind of have to really dig for it in this game. Um, are you guys definitely of the mind that this is uh, like in terms of chronology a sequel to the first Dark Souls? That this is like. Dranglick is a kingdom that that is on the you know essentially built on the ashes of where Dark Souls One took place. That's a complicated question. <laughs> I, th- I think get, get Gary, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, um, I think that where we come down is that this is a neighboring kingdom. Sure. Yeah, and like the similarities can be can be ascribed to the fact that kind of you know cultures tend to bleed over, especially when it's incredibly likely that Guinevere you know, came here after Dark Souls 1, or before Dark Souls 1, rather. Um, You know, potentially, this might have been one of the places. Um, I I don't see an awful lot of um, support for this being the literal, you know, place. And Mm -hmm. also, this could potentially be more than one kingdom that we're going to. Um, Sure. Yeah, yeah. The the one thing that keeps popping up that that we we kept coming back to is in terms of it being the, the, you know, the, the actual, like, the same area or the same uh people um is the uh the flame tower and the the um the enemies you fight who are uh god now i'm gonna forget their names uh the the two night dudes oh or ornstein or the, yeah the, the ornstein strong. yeah 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 just, just uh, it's something that that um i've had a, a lot of people bring up to me is like is like the like the core of that argument of like mm-hmm. this is actually the same place. Look, these are the same like literally the same people. Um, they're here for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit um, in the last or the two episode two sets of episodes ago, mm-hmm. where like kind of our working theory is that um, you know in um, I guess this is spoilers for Dark Souls One, but those are all on the table. Yeah. Um, you know that when you fight uh, Ornstein and Smo, um, you know that's before you can ever reveal any of the illusions of Anna Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that our kind of working theory is that uh, Orn, this is the real Ornstein that you fight here. He's kind of ancient and had gone over with uh, with Guinevere. And uh, the Ornstein and Smo that you fight in uh, Dark Souls 1 are an illusion. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a neighboring kingdom, too. I think we're definitely visiting multiple kingdoms, not least of which. I think that's kind of inarguable with that map. So yeah. maybe part of Dark Souls 2 is actually on the ruins. Mm-hmm. Of sure. where uh, Lordran is, but I don't think the whole thing is Lordran 
in general. Yeah. Like you're you're traversing traverse huge space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 you like the one of the things I mentioned earlier, but like the evidence that you're getting of different kingdoms dealing with the undead threat differently, mm-hmm. um, specifically with this area, and then the area we're going to talk about next with the the huntsman's cops. Um, you know that suggests very different cultures. Sure. To me, you know. Yeah, the, and the reason I bring it up, of course, is because you know we're talking about straight, and and you know you say that he specifically says, um, that he specifically brings up that he knew the kingdom under a previous name other yeah. than Dranglick, um, and to me that's like a that's like a such a a salient piece of information, such an important mm-hmm. like loaded thing for him to say, like why like it, it, to me it's like it's definitely supposed to give you a suggestion of like wait, so this used to have different names. I knew about this kingdom named something else, like mm-hmm. where a lot of the same things were going on. Mm-hmm. Is that the same kingdom? Um, and my sense is that they're definitely intentionally tantalizing us. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And, and I, I just, yeah, this is one of the things I love about uh, the storytelling in Dark Souls 2 is uh, I think it's something, it's something where, where, you know, what are we at? We're at, um, what, two and a half months since the game originally came out three months and i don't think in the community in the dark greater dark souls community i don't think that there is a you know i'm sure there there are a lot of people arguing one way or another but i don't think there's a certain answer yeah um and it's something that i think people as as we continue uncovering stuff and Mm -hmm. you know fingers crossed as they release new content um (laughs) that uh that we're gonna be able to keep wrestling with I, I I think that there 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 exists many number of like factions and like head cannons for lack of a less obnoxious but oh God why did I say that? well uh, now it's you two hosting the show yeah. <laughs> or just Phil it's yeah, just, it's Phil. just Phil. like I, I said for the win you use the TV tropes term <laughs> Phil is the model I, I, I think it's a I think it's a a, a Tumblr thing oh okay yeah. gosh yes. yeah what's worse well, let's let's get the ideology right here okay yeah. but, but, yeah. Yeah. But no, but I, I think I think that there the, the, there are lots of interpretations. The, the the most bitter divide is is it is it Lord Drain or is it not? But I think in terms of the style of storytelling that they're that they're engaging under, like like w- like what I think is the most valuable takeaway is because all of this is about a cycle, just yeah. the idea that the same things keep popping up, and you know, even in, in, into like New Game Plus where you start to see kind of how these forces are influencing things in really direct ways to yeah. kind of like make the same things happen over and over again. Like, I don't know how much the, the specifics matter to me in general. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think when you yeah. get down to the theme of what the game's plot is about, I think it's, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. dead on. I think the, uh, the, the arguments over whether or not it's literally the same geographic space, mm-hmm. I find them interesting and they're fun um, as as somebody who's played the previous game, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not the point. It doesn't really matter in the end whether or not they're the same geographic space. What matters mm-hmm. is in in this world as a whole, um, there is this cycle, as you said, that yeah. that these things are happening, whether it's in the same spot or not. Mm-hmm. Um, these these same events are happening um, in in the same way. For, for sure, it, it, it's not even, and it's not a. Like for me, I sorry to cut you off, Cole. Um, like it's not a um, a requirement necessarily to figure out mm-hmm. the nuts and bolts. Like you can kind of get a feeling in a thematic sense, um, mm-hmm. and not settle on something. Like it, it took pretty much the whole season of doing the show for me to figure out what I definitely thought of Dark Souls One as far as you know what happened in the interpretation, and I fully expect that to happen here. Like it's just, I, w- I would much rather have kind of a fluid impressionistic understanding mm-hmm. than a concrete chronology of it. 
and yeah, and uh, you know, not to because we're already doing a podcast based on it. So clearly, we all like Dark Souls a lot. Not to not to talk about how incredible Dark Souls is too much, but that is uh, that's just something I love about this series. Um, I, I love that. So so there are so few games where I feel like they they support that kind of depth of uh, of thinking about um, the narrative. Yeah. Mm. Yep, I, I love a game that I can just passively chew on throughout my day. It's it's yeah. like it's like video game narrative jerky. Almost. Yeah, gum. Yeah, it's gum. Yeah, just some gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark, dark, dark Souls double. It's it's weird how like they're 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 almost weaponizing nostalgia here, like in a way that yeah. Nintendo could really only hope to do. Um, <laughs> you know, they're actually like building nostalgia into the theme of the game and hitting you with overt and subtle things that you know drag that up. Yeah, it makes it something so like you know, let's say when I wrote my original review of uh, of Dark Souls Two, um, we did a video review alongside it, and there were some some uh, you know just like you know five second flashes of the fight with um, with Ornstein, mm-hmm. and a five second flash of the the gargoyle thing that we might be talking about in a minute, <laughs> um, and somebody in the comments brought up they're like. Oh, it, you know, man, I'm I'm really bummed to see that they're just reusing the same bosses. Um, <laughs> and it was like I I didn't really know how to explain it to them without spoiling anything. But I was just like, I was like, all I can say is like, I don't feel like it's just them reusing assets because they're lazy. It's such a key part of the game and like the message. And it's like it makes it so that when when um you know they have something that comes up. Um, you know, like in, in the next Souls game, when something comes up that reminds you of Dark Souls Three, there's gonna it's it's coming up for a reason. There's a meaning behind it, other than just other than just them saying like, "Hey, remember this cool thing? We did <laughs> yeah. it again." Um, there's there's something more to it. <laughs> Ornstein's back in Pog form. Yeah, the the uh, well, and then we get some Mornstein. The the uh, the one thing I I totally agree with you, and and it's not arbitrary. And every time it happens, it actually works. The one thing, and we'll, we're going to talk about it in a few episodes, but like the uh, the inclusion of the uh, the heirs of sunlight covenant mm-hmm. sure. felt like a little bit like hey, sure. kids, you know, here, here's, <laughs> a little bit. Here's, yeah, here's the internet for you in Dark Souls form. Like, <laughs> although although I will say I kind of like the fact that. Um, not to again i know you guys will get to this much later but i like the fact that that whole covenant is so easy to miss <laughs> it's not you know like if they really wanted to appeal to the people who just like got in on the the dark souls um bandwagon when it was getting popular like it would have been the first covenant you get in the first town yeah instead <laughs> they made it like it's it's on a little side path it's super easy to miss it's just a a broken ass busted statue in a, in a cave in the middle of nowhere and Next it's to really a poison pit yeah and it, and to me it really drives home um again it's a connection to dark souls one in, in the sense of like if you want to think of it chronologically like oh man like what the fuck happened like where you know where are these mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. this force that used to be a, a major force to be reckoned with in that world yeah um and and yeah it's just it it for me, it just painted a further picture of like um, how much time has passed since the events of Dark Souls One, and and like how messed up the world is. Yeah, the uh, in Dark Souls Three, your hub area will be New Solar City. Great, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> just, you know, it's it's all just full of people 
you know, praise the sun to you, good morrow. <laughs> and I want it to be to like you. a like a fantasy star, like a MMO light where that hub zone is actually populated with other players, and it's just everybody. <laughs> it's just uh, dozens of players just doing the praise the sun emote over and over <laughs> so again, over and over. It's sad, but I would play a Dark Souls MMO. I'd play the fuck <laughs> out of a Dark Souls MMO. Yeah, and, like I do not like MMOs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> New Solaire City, where you have to be jolly or you'll, you'll be wished into the cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I apologize for that. Uh... No, no. no that, uh, is... that is exactly the kind of stuff we trade in. You can continue going. But to wrap up with straight, I'm going to give a lengthy monologue here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, uh, but he says, many kingdoms rose and fell on this tract of earth. Mine was by no means the first. Anything that is uh, that has beginning also has an end. No flame, however brilliant, does not one day sputter and fade. But then from the ashes, uh, flame reignites and a new kingdom is born, sporting a new face. It is all a curse. <laughs> and you, it is your curse. Uh, your cursed flesh that will inherit the flame. <laughs> like that is again a pretty potent thesis statement for this entire endeavor, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would feel remiss if I didn't your, bring that. Good. Your boss mo- merchant, the yeah. first uh, boss merchant you technically run into. Which uh, and you know, speaking of the ruins on just for completion's sake, mm-hmm. you get a great homing soul arrow, which I've never used. It's any of the homing ones. I, I never found that much of a use for honestly. Like it was, it was like great, uh, great heavy soul arrow, and uh, eventually soul spear or bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of like straight non hex uh, damage casting. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wish I could get that long hammer. That would be pretty fun to have, uh, that would to be have cool. a hammer I was with really reach. Surprised. Yeah, yeah. To do uh, to do like a two handed R two that is the like the hammer throw kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Do cosplay, do theme invasions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna be awful since we're in for a penny and for a pound. Yeah, I'll use it for my cosplay, my ruined sandals <laughs> cosplay. My cosplay. Um, yeah, oh. so let's uh, let's take a, a side trek to the uh, Belfry Luna, mm-hmm. um, which you get to through using a uh, Pharaoh's Lockstone in the servants' quarters, and it's a really good thing to do. Like going and fighting this boss and getting the item you ultimately get mm-hmm. um, is very good. Uh, and before you move on to Sinner's Rise. Real quick, the Servant's Quarters looks like the Servant's Quarters for Manor Londo. Am I wrong? Servant's Quarters for Manor Londo. Yeah, you know where you have Solaire sitting there saying, if I didn't think about it, you're hitting on me? Oh, kind of. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know if it looks. I mean, it's got. Sure. It's got furniture in it. It's got furniture in boxes. Um, that, that, is, that is my requirement for a room to look alike. I have the. Uh, uh, gosh, I have the room equivalent of Prosopagnesia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm room blind. Cole was designed in Unity, so he's only got a limited number of assets to work with. Yeah, oh, but I make the most of them. Damn. Yep, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah, down to Belfry. Um, yeah. yeah, which uh, yeah, Belfry Luna, which is a lore area. Um, Dave Klein, who's going to be on the show, um, does YouTube lore videos and did a very good video about the two towers, um, or these two, uh, the two Belfries. Mm-hmm. And kind of talked about uh, the lore implications of this prince and princess, um, because that was definitely a big mystery. Like I don't really know what's going on with that. Do um, I'll put it in the show notes, and I really recommend everybody watch it because it's a really good uh, kind of theory. Yeah. Of it. Can you give yeah, a summary? I'd love to see that. It's uh, essentially um, so. Without getting too much into later areas, uh, this is the princess's tower um, with the bell made by the prince. Um, as to why it's here, you know, most of the lore actually comes from Belfry Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the prince there kind of being involved with the Iron King and uh, Queen Mitha. 
mm. who had like an unrequited love and she was trying to make herself more beautiful by, you know, by drinking poison <laughs> as you do. I mean, Botox. Yeah. 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 I guess that's true. It's, it's some kind of like cleanse. She's doing the poison cleanse um, while her <laughs> husband goes to Burning poison. Man. Yeah. The, um, so the, uh, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's very convoluted. There's charts in the YouTube video. So, oh. but uh, it all holds together pretty well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was very, pretty impressive. So, definitely check that out. Hmm. Does it explain why you have the uh, you have JF Sebastian's little robot friends? They look exactly like those. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they look exactly like those things. Um, yeah, they they are like they're autonomous. Like they they say you can get their armor, and they say what they are. They're like these just puppets that were made by the uh, the prince and princess. Huh. Um, and there is kind of theming going on with you know animating inanimate objects and golems and stuff yeah and how absolutely. that ties in i don't know exactly yeah i mean there's there's definitely other other enemies that show up later in the game that are the same mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which made tons of sense to me since i thought the royal swordsmen were robots at first or like automaton mm-hmm. and i thought this whole you know and those the uh the jailers had the bandages over their face i was like oh weird am i in like a clockwork <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, Dark Souls, Clockwork it's, Souls. It's weird that you immediately go to Clockwork with the bandages. I would have gone for, oh my god, it's a bunch of invisible men. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah they've all, they've all been to Burning Man. <laughs> what um, I like about that, what I like about this whole uh, steampunk Dark Souls theory is, is that the uh, the um, rumored beasts, beast souls, is that what the rumor or just mm-hmm. beast something? Project uh, Beast, right Project now? Beast, yeah. I, I've, I've been I've seen some people call it Beast Souls, so I'm just going to call it that. Yeah. Um, that that looks hell of steampunk. <laughs> that looks yeah, like <laughs> that totally looks like their like the the Dark Souls team take on steampunk. So your your uh, misperceptions might be coming true. That might that might be the real future from software. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a 80s Twilight Zone TV episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the things I don't think. <laughs> Are actually true actually come come yeah. true yeah 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 i would and, and again the same way i'd play a dark souls mmo i'll play a dark Sun, dark souls steampunk i mean they, they kind of did that in some kingsfield stuff right yeah yeah there's a yeah, little bit of that. yeah yeah i'm not opposed I, you know Mm-mm. yeah not, not not on principle anyway it's super creepy how they're just a bunch of decommissioned of these you know like de- decommissioned uh jf sebastian dolls uh yeah, just kind of leaning up against the wall yeah 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 but uh, this yeah. is uh, this is kind of the home to a covenant, one of the more popular covenants actually, and the first kind of non traditional area based uh, PvP areas in the game too. Yeah, it's kind of a direct uh, antecedent um, from the uh, the forest yeah. covenant mm-hmm. in uh, in Dark Souls One. Like it's the free for all place. Like if you want to fight multiple people at the same time and have no invasion timer, mm-hmm. come yep. here. Yeah. This is also the place where I'm most successful in PvP. Generally, if I get invaded, uh, I'm fucked. However, mm-hmm. I probably have the the highest KDR since you know since we're in for a penny and for a pound. I probably have the highest KDR <laughs> um, in this area, just being invaded, uh, running through it, uh, than any other area in the game. Would you uh, do me a favor and write a trashy novel called KDR, where it stands for cold death ratio? Mm-hmm. Cold death, like, 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 like a like a pulp, like noir kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I do my KDR. It's where I'm investigating a serial killer, but it turns out to be me. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep finding yourself dead. Yeah, yeah. This guy's really racking up a KDR. Um, <laughs> what I what I want this place to be, and uh-huh. it never is, is for people to invade. 
or people to walk in and try to ring the bell while everyone tries to stop them and like a Dark Souls version of Capture the Flag. Yeah, that's what I want too. Yeah, but it's just for fights. Yeah, and I don't know what ringing the bell does. It opens the gargoyle gate. Does it? Yeah. That's what it does here. I don't know what it does in the other tower. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. In the other tower, it does nothing. Uh, yeah, here it definitely opens the, the gate, though. Yeah. Because I got I got stuck here um, when I was playing it on on the PC version. Um, I got stuck here for for a little while dealing with uh, people kept invading and killing me before I could ring. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that happens to me a lot because I, I haven't done a lot of it PvP here. I've done some for sure, but oftentimes if I'm here, like I just want to go fight those gargoyles yep. and uh, you know just keep dying on my way yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of kind of filling out the, uh, the 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 theme of you know from every angle. You're also dealing with uh, these black phantoms, uh, like literally inky black, super creepy versions of these uh, automatons uh, fighting you alongside the uh, the, gray, the gray phantoms. Um, for for this covenant, like what is it? Like what's the what do you collect to rank up? Is that a um, is it really just how many you defeat, or is there an item around that? I think it's just victories. Victories. Um, okay. This might have this might have changed. At least initially, this was a good place to get Titanite chunks because you mm. used to get those yeah. for for winning. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Get a, but, uh, you and, get a Titanite slab for defeating ten people, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, you get you get some Titanite. I think the ultimate reward is the um, the invisible weapon uh, spell. Hidden weapon. Which that's that's after thirty. Uh, yeah. After a hundred uh, uh, trespassers defeated, you get the bellkeeper's uh, set. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna dress like a, dress like a toy. Yeah. Uh, to this day, the forbidden love of Prince, uh, the Prince of Alcan, and the Princess of Ven manipulates these marionettes. Surely, they never imagined that their dolls would outlast their own kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no kid wants to outlive their doll. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, uh, we should probably talk about that gargoyle fight because wait. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. Like, I, I really like it. It's like, it's very, like, takes, like, I, I think I said it earlier on. Um, I think it was talking about Dragon Rider and Dragon Rider being uh, kind of an underwhelming boss is that so many bosses in Dark Souls 2 feel like they're set up in direct opposition to something that we already know or will know. So, you know, you fight Dragon Rider and he's underwhelming. And then later, you know, there's a twist on it. And you fight Ornstein and he's underwhelming. But that's in contrast to how much of a nightmare Ornstein and Smo was. Mm-hmm. And this is very much in a, like, well, it was a real big deal when two gargoyles came out. You know, and what if they just keep coming? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was it was one of the first moments when I was playing the game for review. That was just one of those classic like, um, like, like fuck you, Dark Souls moments, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, where, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just playing, and I, I think my my girlfriend was watching me at the time, and she's like, uh, she's like, oh, there's two of them. Um, and, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course. You know, it's they've done this fight in the previous two Souls games. Of course, there's going to be two. I'm like, I can handle this. No big deal. And then a third comes, and then a fourth, <laughs> and then a fifth. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, how <laughs> dare you, game? Um, a lot of a lot of people have been, uh, uh, or not a lot of people, I shouldn't say, but I, I've certainly seen people complain about this fight as like, you know, one too many of the gargoyle fights. Like, because it's the third time they've done it now. But I love that they just 
blew it up that they just went went to like the the extreme most conclusion of like um you know people are used to it at this point so let's just keep throwing more and more <laughs> at them <laughs> I, I came across this thought last night when i was when i was playing uh the game for you know playing this area for the for the show uh, to refresh my memory and take notes and stuff. But, like, again, the reference Metal Gear Solid 2, like, where areas of that are just a straight-up remix, and it kind of pays off in a, in a pretty cool way once you realize it, that, that that feels a little bit like it here, like, where, where they take it and they plus one it, or in this case, plus four it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, they, they, they don't behave exactly like you would expect. Like, if it was just a straight-off, a straight off, like, representation, they would wait and then each new one would, uh, after you got it to a certain level of health, would like step back and do its elemental spell. But mm-hmm. in this one, like 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 the, the, they will support each other, so it's very much a party of gargoyles that you have to that you have to really manage in an area that's not much bigger or might even be smaller than the rooftop from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's smaller actually. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, they're 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 standing off to the side and they're alive. So like if you are, you know, okay, if you're close to the edge, you're already in a bad situation. But if you accidentally hit one, it will aggro you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had that happen before. I've never yeah. hit one of the statues. So like, you know, as it kind of like meets or titrates those out to you, you can, you know, if you're if you're careless and if you're not, you know, focusing on one and getting getting rid of that before the next one kind of jumps in in a uh, in a four kings s fast uh, fashion, uh, you can really get overwhelmed. So again, from all directions, crowd control. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the spear that they drop too, just from a from a looks uh, kind of thing. The the, the gargoyles bident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see, it's different. They're not reusing it. Yeah. Um, it's a bident now. Yeah. 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 I've I've never used it. Yeah. But. Hmm. But yeah, it is uh, even down to the music too. The music is a straight up like recall. And uh, in playing through, I've noticed a couple of times where that uh, where that happens, where they'll reuse the theme. Um, intentionally, so they will uh, they will drag stuff back in that is meant to remind somebody who's paying attention of uh, you know of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I, I feel like I need to claim these small victories where I get them because I'm bad at these games. But uh, I got this on the first try last night too. So nice. So hooray! Yeah, yeah, good job. It's a tough fight depending yeah. on you know your build for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good DPS, you, it's really hard to kind of focus fire because I I think the new ones spawn based on damage and then also on a timer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you really do need to be able to whittle one down. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, you're kind of stuck in this weird little... Here's a, a pro tip if you're ever going for the non-bonfire run or no bonfire run. Uh, don't keep going from this <laughs> point because the only way out is through warping a, a bonfire. So uh, there's a dead end at the end of this where you do this weird little um, area to get the Bastille key with an invader Vorgel the Sinner, which seems like he has to be lore significant, but I have no idea in what way. Uh, I mean, if he's a sinner, this is the place for him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's not, like, he's clearly not, like, the sinner, you know? <laughs> like, maybe he owns Sinner's Rise and is named after him the same way, like, Hardy's is named after John Hammond Hardy. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, it just, it seemed like, I was like, okay, this guy is, he seems like he should be significant. And he mm-hmm. isn't really. Yeah. Uh, he owns a lot of dogs. So yeah. He's got some pets. <laughs> yep. Ugh. So many dogs. <laughs> yep. Vorgel's dog fighting ring down here. <laughs> that, so for people who'd been watching me on the stream, um, can I can I can I pimp my stream? Can I? Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah, for, for sure. We were we we definitely have a pimp area, mm-hmm. um, but sure. you can pimp it now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm just gonna twitch twitch TV slash stream friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the people who watched me uh, play through Lost Bastille on stream um, got to witness me dying like uh, like six times in a row to Vorgel the Sinner. It was <laughs> really depressing, uh, really really poor showing. <laughs> I felt pretty bad about it. In a, in a weird way, his arena reminds me of the Capra area. Totally, yeah, except with Absolutely. seven different kinds of dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 yeah. That's that's the biggest thing is there's so many dogs plus this really difficult phantom and not a lot of room. Like there's not there's not a ton of room to uh, to maneuver or to you know just get some bearing. Um, you you just kind of have to go for it. Yeah. So so like Capra and kind of a later a later boss uh, a later optional boss. It's putting you into a, into a very restricted area with incredibly. Um, with with incredibly aggressive enemies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So in closing, <laughs> Vorgel the Sinner for the win. Um, boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Vorgel the Sinner <laughs> is to Capra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And then that's really it for these areas. It seems like it would make sense for us to go to Sinner's Rise next. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to because we're unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> and and also because it's a tough boss, and we want to do kind of another early area first. This is uh, we're, we're we're calling it uh, we're calling it quits, and we are hopping on to another spoke. Yep, the uh, the Huntsman's Copes mm-hmm. or Cops rather, um, and we will be joined by Allison Baker mm-hmm. of uh, the Lego Dark Souls yeah. uh, Tumblr. Um, people who who are uh, that's what our you know Facebook icons all come from, and and she's done little videos and stuff like that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, uh, it, it's it's the best most flattering and coolest fan art i've seen <laughs> yeah 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 it, it's awesome and she and she's great like yeah. i talked to her a bunch on, on facebook and stuff and she's super cool mm-hmm. super cool person so yeah. it'll be super fun and yeah. also talking about the undead purgatory yes as well Phil, where else can people find you other than uh, stream, uh, twitch.tv forward slash stream friends? Oh, that's the best place, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm also on Twitter, twitter.com slash pkohler. That's P-K-O-L-L-A-R. Um, and uh, I, of course, am writing reviews all of the time for polygon.com. Um, I'm the deputy reviews editor there, so I'll, I'll show up in other places on the site. But primarily, I'm going to be writing reviews um, and... I'm I'm pretty much constantly writing them. So <laughs> if if so if a week goes by and you don't see something go up by me, um, check and make sure that I'm I'm all right. Like, yeah, <laughs> I might be wrong. Oh. Yeah. And if they wanted to do that, what's your home address? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure. Kidding. Yeah. No. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I might as well. Uh, um, I was really yeah. resigned. I don't know if yeah. I like that tone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the reviews might start trickling out. Listen, yeah. Dark Souls 2 is a bummer of a game. There's some yeah. sad stuff going on. And sometimes when I'm thinking about it, I get a little sad. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Oh. Oh. There, there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No. Cool. Uh, yeah. So should we do, like, just plug fast and then, and then get in, get out? Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, if you want to find more of our show, it is, uh, you know, duckfeed.tv slash bonfireside chat. Uh, we have a very active Facebook group. 
um, you know, uh, facebook.com slash bonfireside chat with lots of people sharing. Uh, it's, it's neat because it's a, it's a great source for dark souls news. I don't like go to the, to the Reddit or anything. The fans bring it to me, uh, as, as though they were offerings. Um, <laughs> and, well, uh, anything you can do to avoid going on Reddit is great. True. Like there's good content on Reddit. You just need to find somebody else to curate it for you. Yeah. So I feel so bad because we, we get like a good deal of traffic from Reddit actually. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I think people who who are on Reddit probably understand <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, there is good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know, there's just, uh, what is the, the quote I keep saying, where it's, you know, at a certain point, you cease to have bad neighbors and start having a bad neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Reddit.com. Reddit. Signed Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you came here from Reddit, we are very happy to have you. Yeah, and if Mr. Reddit is listening. <laughs> if Jimmy Reddit. Yeah, Jimmy Reddit is is listening. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that was quiet enough. I think what? we're good. I think we're good. No, no. Um, yeah, um, what, what am I thinking of here in terms of like finance uh, type stuff? You know, a little weird asking, but uh, there's Duffy.tv slash tip jar. We have that Amazon link. And then we also have our ongoing Patreon campaign, which uh, mm-hmm. helps us do cool stuff across the network. Everybody uh, has been coming out in force. The, it's, it's, it's humbling and heartening um, to see what's going on there. Uh, if you are listening and you haven't done that, um, check it out. There are some cool rewards, including getting the shows a day early. Um, and we have a special feed set up for that. So if you uh, if you're thinking, man, my Saturday could use a fresh bonfire side chat, that happens then. Happens there. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing uh, at the end of the month, we're doing a live stream as well, yes. like a monthly Q and A live stream. So we'll talk a little bit more about that on the Patreon feed. But if you want to be part of that, um, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's probably good. Just about admin stuff. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's uh, it's been great having you, Phil. Um, been a big yeah. fan ever since the since the one up days. Thanks so much. I, I really appreciate you inviting me, and I'd love to be on any other time. So uh, just keep in touch. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it as well. Yeah. So until next time, uh, they should uh, watch out for prisoners. <laughs> the wrong show. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the, I don't even know yeah, anymore. So, <laughs> it's okay. The um, yeah. So uh, seek misery. Seek misery. So the so the world might be not corrupted by this land like so many before. Rended. Umbasa. The world might be rended. <laughs> so the world Umbasa. Might be rended. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. I should go oh, yeah. see that, make sure they're doing okay. Yeah, go be with your family. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, yeah I'm going to go out on a limb and say that is that is important. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, yeah, for sure. It's it's arguably more important than Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, for sure that it is. They have regu- they have actual souls. We're just yeah. talking about fictional souls. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that I can't I can't turn actual souls into rad weapons. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like a wager um, to me. <laughs>